Hey guys, this is, oh, well, no, okay, that was a weird way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that opening already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Cold Pizza Party Podcast. My name is Lubitsa, with me is Adam. Hello. This is a podcast where normally we talk about politics and TV, and we tend to have very long-winded takes that last hours. Uh <laughs> But today we're doing uh, something a little different. We're doing uh, just a quick first impression on a TV show, which we might do more of. I don't know. Maybe this will be a one-off. We'll see. Um, but so we're doing a first impression on Charmed. It just the came. The reboot, yeah. Yeah, obviously the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched it and we recorded some thoughts about it, and then we thought uh, let's release it right away. Yeah. So. Um, we also have an older episode about the real Charmed, the original Charmed. Yeah, we could do more episodes about the real Charmed because <laughs> I have that book and we there are many more yeah. essays we could discuss. If you're interested, check out our old episode yeah, about it. And Lubitsa bought F- an academic tome about the series <laughs> and she read, <laughs> read through it and got some ideas and then we talked about them. Yeah, mainly with the old one, we talked about the ethic of justice versus the ethic of care and how um, Charmed is based on the ethic of care, but a lot of... Um, procedural shows that are star men are based on the ethic of justice. Yeah. And you can we'll have to stay tuned to the that. reboot and see if it's more justice focused. It yeah, yeah, it's might hard be to say based result on the, the base first level. Episode. Me too. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're gonna play our first impression of it here. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, sorry if you can hear our dog drinking water in the background. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one's ringing the bell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I already hit record. Oh, nice. Okay, wait, let's get comfortable okay okay so we just watched the first episode of the charmed reboot mm-hmm. and we thought we'd do a quick first impression yep. take i've had three sleeve of bitses yeah <laughs> <laughs> so if and, he's singing by the end yep. you'll know why um okay so what should i should i say my first impression do you want to say your first impression i think your first one yeah what's your impression well i basically tweeted it which is that i don't like it Uh, it's very frustrating because like the first episode of the the original charmed they basically like accidentally discover their powers they have to like work together to figure out what to do and they don't know what's coming next but they figure out that like Piper can freeze time, and um, does like Phoebe a, has telekinesis. Does like a demon come for them, and they like yeah, figure I it out so. on the ground, like on the ground, hit yeah. the ground running. And this one, like forty-five seconds after, um, you know, is it the Piper? Was it Piper who froze stuff? Yeah, the Piper character. Uh, forty-five seconds after she accidentally freezes the diner that she's in, they're like taken away by the guardian angel guy who's uh basically kidnapped them and taken them home yeah and he's filling them in on all the details yeah and like i think they probably thought 
Let's get straight to the point. Everybody knows we're watching Charmed. They they're witches. But that's let's get f- right to it. Let's tell them they're witches. No, and they can... but that's the fun of it. The part of yeah, the fun of it, it especially the the joy of a first episode, especially though I would say in a paranormal TV show, is like them discovering their powers and trying to figure it out. Right then, when you go back and you watch that show after you've seen like three seasons it's like oh that's so funny how like they thought this is how they were going to use the powers in that episode but then you know through like writing things developed differently um but what's really really annoying about this is that they their mom was a woman's studies professor there's a whole me too storyline um the professor who was me too'd was actually a demon who fed for generations off of strong women, (laughs) you know? Um, Like, it's they're clobbering you with so much woke speak all the time. But, of course, uh, just like with the bold type, with absolutely no consideration of what any type of feminism, like, what are the implications of that, right? Same with Heathers, right? The Heathers TV show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's completely out of context. It's like, it is like magic words, right? They're just magic words they're using to, Mm -hmm. you know, convey, I guess, some sense of wokeness. Well, like on our Heathers episode, I think Matt was talking about how, like, they want it to be so now. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the only reasons they're using this language. Totally, totally. They Um, want you to feel like this is so, yeah. Yeah, but then, and so, but then instead of letting these women... Ha- like through self-discovery discovered their powers they or their power right as women obviously they <laughs> uh have the this authoritative male figure who one of them dresses him down for being cis hetero whatever well, and being the head of the women's studies yeah, department now that her mom is mom, dead yeah. yeah but then he is the it's a older white man who's telling them who they are, how powerful they are, what to do, where to get the information. He has their mom's magic book. He's telling them who their mom is. Like, he's giving them their identity, their history, like, everything that Mm -hmm. they should be discovering for themselves. He's the Leo from the original series. And Leo, in retrospect, seeing this was a great character. Yeah. Because he really did kind of take a back seat because he we talked about that in our charm episode a little bit but he's like allowed into the communitas but like he is not he doesn't take over or something he doesn't become um who's the like he doesn't become charlie you know it's almost like a more feminine role that he has because he has insight like an oracle the oracle is normally yeah uh, and he's a healer and he's a healer and he's the supportive partner while she goes and does her full-time job he is still closer to the world of the supernatural and does fill them in on stuff but he just doesn't approach them in like power level yeah the original charmed characters yeah and you don't get that sense here like He's almost like the Dumbledore or something. Yeah, or like Charlie, I'm telling you, in Charlie's Angels. He's giving them their assignment. He's telling them what they need to do. He's telling them how to figure things out. Like, that's not empowering, you know? Yeah. And then at the end of the episode... But but no, this is way more empowering than the old Charmed because they talked about... Yeah, me too. What this is. Yeah. 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 Um, And then at the end of the episode, spoilers, if you haven't watched and you're thinking about watching... 
but um, although you could listen and probably still watch it. oh there's, yeah totally there's not like a big twist yeah also like i hate spoilers we talked about this probably before but like it, studies show that like when you know what is coming you actually enjoy it more and you right. anticipate it so like spoilers don't actually spoil anything for anyone but whatever anyway um at the end of the episode they find a Ouija board the oldest sister who's estranged for them from them because I don't know her mom like gave her up or whatever um says I thought on one of my birthdays that mom contacted me using a Ouija board so they find the Ouija board and they try to contact the ghost of their mother and she tells them that she's there and then she tells them don't trust Harry you yeah. know and then he like turns around or they turn around and he's well, there. Well, they said his name. Yeah. Right. So he showed up. Right. And and I guess like we're going to find out that like, oh, Harry, you know, this white man, whatever. They couldn't trust him. But regardless of that, like this is I fucking hate this so much. It's so insidious because regardless of them, like calling out that they did that. They still did that. Like, the mechanism through which they delivered all of the important information about who these characters are was an authoritative white male figure, you know? So then just calling it out afterwards and be like, oh, well, we can't trust him or whatever. That doesn't undo the fact that you thought you couldn't trust that the audience would be able to follow these women discovering themselves for themselves you thought it needed to be delivered through this author- authoritative fan. Like, yeah. So it's very frustrating. On a more general level, that reminds me of something I've been meaning to tell you that was that I thought was cool. Because um, you said, oh, like they're aware they're doing it, but they're still doing it, yeah. right? Um, this anime YouTuber I like, Digibro, has a pretty good episode about how things that people say are deconstructing or subverting tropes nine nine times out of ten they're just engaging in those tropes yeah like madoka right it's a magical girl show and it's a little dark but it's still like a magical girl show right yeah anyway that's what i wanted to tell you about wait okay (laughs) (laughs) well they're you know they're not like deconstructing this white man coming in and telling them stuff they're just doing that yeah totally yeah Yeah. okay so my thoughts about this whatever it's fine okay (laughs) It's not really related. Okay. I've just been meaning to tell you. <laughs> I thought that was a useful thing to, to like uh, point out that, that things happens aren't all the time. Yeah, and things aren't subversive just because they're self-aware. Yeah, sometimes totally. they're just I self-aware and still doing the same yes, shit. Like, I know. I hate that. It happens all the time. Yeah, shows that want to announce that they're so smart, but actually like are fucking dumb. Do that. Yeah, all the time. or they're just um, sometimes they're like better at making the tropes into like a good story yeah but that part of that is just like exploring it yeah and it's not a deconstruction you're just doing a good job telling the story yeah like like madoka you know they're magical girls but there's this dark side but you know of course there is like you can't have power without consequences yeah yeah but um my so my thoughts about the charmed reboot are that I'm actually looking forward to seeing more, and I think that it was not too bad. I think it's good enough. I mean, like I like that it's not overly serious. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you were right that you said it was like tiresome to hear them pull out all this like woke speak. 
Yeah, and I think that's true. Yeah. But, you know, this is the first episode. They can't keep doing that every I, single episode. Well, the bold they? type <laughs> thinks they can and have for, like, two seasons. But I also like watching that show more than I should. That's true. I mean, listen, I'm a huge fan of Charmed. I'm a huge fan of paranormal TV shows, supernatural TV shows. I love witches and witchy TV shows in particular. Yeah. I'm pumped for the Sabrina reboot. I know it's not going to be good. I mean, most likely, because no reboot ever is. But, I mean, okay, actually, I think I'm just trying to hedge my bet because I'm really excited about it. You know what? That's really what it is. Because, <laughs> if I'm honest, <laughs> I, I actually am really excited about it because, obviously, the um, uh, Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina of our youth, while I have a soft spot for it, I tried re-watching some episodes, like, earlier this year, and it was, like, unwatchable like it was so bad i couldn't believe i ever watched that show it's like if you took out anything charming from uh boy meets world or save yeah it's yeah it's so strange that i used to like love that show and when i think about that like their house and stuff i have like a soft spot for it but then actually watching i was like oh yeah i can't i think i just wanted there to be more episodes of clarissa explains it all me too me too totally but i think that it'd be cool to have like an episode where they explore that more or whatever like more of the magic and like like being in not a t- i guess you're not technically an adult when you're a teenager but more of that kind of vibe you know because the clerks i mean the clerks explains it all sabrina but that's what it is basically was like i think they knew like her nickelodeon fans would be following her over and that we were like 10 or 12 or whatever age we were you mm-hmm. know so um they like part of the reason it's unwatchable is because they can't they don't talk about anything you know like nothing happens in any of the episodes like beyond just like she has a crush they want to go to the dance will harvey ask her out but like even when he asks her out there's no consequence to it because they obviously can't have sex you know so like I think it'll be interesting to see like a more CW-esque TV show where they do fuck and they okay. do like... Okay. I mean, it's going to be completely different. I mean, I just think to, there'll be consequences. Like you were saying, like there's consequences to magic, but the consequences in Sabrina the Teenage Witch are like that... Um, like when one of them... Like, I think there's, like, somehow there's, like, a giant flan in the gym, and that's, like, a consequence of her using her magic too much or something, you know? The yeah, consequences it's cute, are uh, situational it's, comedy, like, yeah. Bewitched, which is a, probably a better version of Yeah, Sabrina. so I guess to have a show that'll have, like, real consequences and real stakes and, you know, that's why I was saying, like, s- sex, because, like, obviously, when you're a teenager, that's one of those, like, big things that's, like this is an action you could take that has like real was consequences. That, was that Irish Spice Girls type band called B Star Witched? Yeah. That was dumb. It was no, it was great. <laughs> that was a great great band, great song. <laughs> say you will, say okay. you will, say you do. We'll put that at the end of the episode. <laughs> so, back to charmed a little bit. Um Wait, what were you saying? It made me think of something. Well, first I just want to say that we should mention how irritating it was how many times the older sister said there must be a scientific explanation oh my god i was saying to you like the first 22 minutes the older sister all she said was there must be a scientific like every uh, people were saying other lines and then she was just going back to that (laughs) like over and over again such a damn cliche yeah you can't make yeah anyway um 
so I think the main reason I'm optimistic is that I think these like CW reboots, because you said, yeah, that's what made me think. You said like Sabrina, it'd be interesting to see a CW take. But the main problem is that shows maybe since Shonda Rhimes took off or maybe a little bit before, they just think shows should be plot point after plot point after mm. plot point after mm-hmm. plot point. Like, And it's always upping the ante and then... Yeah. And then there's nothing left. That's how they ruined Veronica's character in Heather's, the reboot, the TV show. Because instead of, like, she's supposed to be your entryway into the show, but instead of that, they made her, surprise, she's a villain. So now you have literally no grounding in this show. It's also how they ruined How to Get Away with Murder. Because we were, like, hooked the first season. But the thing is, like... They, then then someone else had to die. Then someone else has to die. Then, yeah. you know, and there's... It got exhausting. Yeah. And also, they never actually had to deal with the consequences. They were getting away with murder after murder, yeah. and there are no consequences. Like, and, uh, yeah, who is the teacher? What's her name? Oh, Viola many, Davis. Yeah, how many times can you be like, Viola Davis is good. No, she's bad. No, yeah, she's good. I no, know. she's bad. I know. No, she's your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that this Charmed show is not quite that bad because they had some sense of humor about it. Um, This is kind of a self-contained episode, but they tease a bigger plot at the end. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not too dark and edgy. I think, like, if they can chill with trying to, like... I mean, that's all I can think of is to call it woke speak. But, like, if they can chill with the woke speak and just, like... Because, like, what made the original show good was that it was, like, three women trying to figure out how to be, like... Like, it was genuinely, like, what if we were magical sisters, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was, like, a genuine exploration of that. Versus this is, like, a cynical exploration of that as, like, a constant woke metaphor of, like, womanhood, like, clobbering you over the head, you know? Like, I mean, when they literally said the professor was a demon who had... (laughs) <laughs> for centuries fed off of strong women oh i know God. i mentioned that but it we just groan really, so loudly yeah. to each other <laughs> yeah it was like are you that happened we made a lot of groans me? and side eyes at each other during this episode yeah so like that's just it's too much like you gotta you gotta tone it down yeah. you know like also, also I trust can't your tell. audience to figure that out i man. can't even tell if they're supposed to be like celebrating wokeness or critiquing it because it's so heavy-handed like I when think she, they're explicitly trying. I, I, think, I think they're think in the spirit right. of the bold type. But like, it's so heavy handed that it's like. I know. It feels like a criticism. It feels like a parody. It feels like a parody. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if they like chilled out um, on that and tried to make it a little more like about like the actual action and mystery and stuff like that that comes along yeah. with trying to figure out this. I'm like, also probably shit. belaboring my own point a little bit, but part of what made Charmed good is that it is like a 90s show, early 2000s show, where we weren't binge-watching, streaming everything, and it was designed where you could just tune in an episode yeah. randomly and just enjoy your experience watching it. And I just miss TV like that, and I wish somebody would bring that back a little bit. Yeah, well, that's why I felt... This one, this, I think that's why I felt exhausted by this yeah. episode. Yeah, and Charmed is a show for, you know, it's supposed to be by and for women, kind of. Yeah. When you have that format that's a bit more relaxing. Yeah. You it's can, nice. Like, yeah. Also, like, you know, 
as a woman who's like assaulted by the world every day that's (laughs) made by the patriarchy or whatever you know i don't want to be clobbered with that shit when i try to chill Mm. out at the end of the day in my bed and like watch some tv you know like i mean i'm happy to see it reflected but like in like smart and interesting ways not in just like literally here's a me too storyline that we like shoehorned in you know also they were like so critical of the sorority girls they had like no i know when we watched like sweet vicious is that what it was called Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah they it was great because they totally flipped it the story lines that you expect about sorority girls and sisterhood and being stupid and stuff they totally flipped it and like the head the president of the sorority was actually like super supportive and like very sweet Mm -hmm. and like genuinely a good friend to her friend and even wanted to become friends with her friend's new stoner friend who was someone she would never normally hang out with like and it was like that was a that was a much better portrayal of like in, healthy in this, positive feminist in this episode the youngest sister her powers kick in and her powers are like uh tele- telepathy mm-hmm. so she's touching the sorority sisters and they're saying nice things to her face but thinking yeah mean things yeah, yeah. and the president of the sorority like the two sisters are latina and then the other sister i guess she's like maybe like latina mixed with like african-american or something i don't know i mean we we don't know explicitly they are ethnically ambiguous but it it comes off as like because their names are like melanie and stuff so it's like very unclear but um but anyway the sorority girl meanwhile is like a white blonde Mm. ditzy girl all of the other girls she met were the, the white women we see in the episode but it was like fine but it's like you're like trying to like um be like pro women but then you're saying well these women like sorority girls are are dumb they're worthless yeah you know it's only cool if you're like a witch woman that's ethnically ambiguous yeah all the sorority girls she shook hands with who were thinking mean things were white, white yeah either blonde or extremely yeah which looking. is fine like i that's not what oh we're, yeah we're not a, a yeah no i just but i and i'm not it's i didn't join a it's sorority i thought all the rituals and shit were dumb but at the same time like having seen this cool different reflection of like feminist healthy positive friendships in a in another show it's hard not to notice that this show that's trying so hard to be feminist is falling flat especially when the common wisdom now is that like it turns out nerd culture is more toxic than and also like Like, i'm sure it makes it feel like this show is a few years behind yeah and you could also say like you know sororities provide natural safe spaces for women they create an environment in which women can look for you know leadership roles without having to like compete with men or become leaders in in a Uh, masculine way the way that you know you have to like in um uh co-ed work spaces and stuff so but it was really funny that she went to the themed party and it was like uh come dressed in like military camo but it was like a beach party so they had like a sign one of those like signs that point the directions to different cities yeah and it was like Baghdad, Kabul, Hanoi. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that incredible. Funny. That is funny. 
Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be better. Obviously, like we said, this is a first impression. We literally just watched it, so... I didn't have any sleepless, but I'm more uh, fired up than you are. Mm-hmm. I'm relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that's our segment. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's our take on the charmed pilot episode i hope you enjoyed that you can follow us at cold pizza party and at bone camaro on twitter um we're also at cold pizza party on soundcloud and facebook and you can search cold pizza party on itunes to find us you can also write us a review on itunes which will help other people find our show or you could just you know tell your friends and um tell them to listen especially if they're um interested in charmed or tv or leftist politics or bad tv whatever okay um and with that we're gonna go out to the bewitch song say la vie bye some people say i look like me dad Get down from the tree